This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. WQED's Voice of the Arts podcast. I'm Emily Bruner, and today we have songwriter and composer, as well as student at Slippery Rock, Brett McCutcheon. Brett, welcome to QED. Thank you for having me. So, Brett, on September 29th, you released something very special, uh, near and dear to your heart, an album called The Ocean, Five Years. Why did you decide to make this album? So the whole idea of the album was to focus on raising child grief awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago we released what we called The Ocean, which was a three-song EP focusing on um, the grieving process and the grief journey uh, through losing my, my own brother. I lost my brother um, in, a, in a car accident when I was 16 and he was 19 years old, so that had a big impact on me. Um, and me and my friend June Bracken, she's a vocalist, we decided to write three pop songs, and that was The Ocean. So flash forward five years later, uh, we we released this project on a, a grander scale to focus on raising child grief awareness. We have musicians from the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, as mm-hmm. well as the voice finalist, Chris Jameson. Oh, yes. So we're, we're just trying to make this as big as possible because my story is not only my story, but it's also reflecting in many other people and and other children throughout the area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a wonderful uh, mission and story. Um, And as an older sister of a sister who's three years younger than me, I can't imagine losing her or her losing me. So thank you for making this album. I bet it's very cathartic for you um, to make and to go through the grieving process as well and trying to figure out how do I write that into a song. Um, I'm sure that was very interesting to do. Um, can you kind of describe that composition process? Because you said you made um, an album first that was a three album, three three composition album um, that was more pop songy, and this one is kind of different. It's bigger, it's grander. So how did you start from there and come to here? Yeah. So the three original songs, I didn't want to touch any of the lyrics because we wrote those in high school, oh. and. I think it's just like the raw and honest truth of what the grief process was as a kid or a teen. Um, So I didn't want to touch that, but I did want to have a new perspective of two more songs from my my current perspective. (laughs) So I also wanted to have like this new sound in my head that was combining pop music with orchestral music. That was super exciting to me. Um, I'm a big Cody Fry person. So if you've ever heard his music, he tries to encourage um, kids that the the orchestral music is very much a part of pop music today. Mm -hmm. Um, So the instruments that we're picking up in band classes, orchestra classes, it applies directly to the music that we can play. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really been about making this on the biggest possible scale um, and spreading awareness. Gotcha, gotcha. And why did you call it The Ocean? Oh, good question. So The Ocean, I I just feel drawn to the 
the allegory mm -hmm. of the ocean in the fact that the grief process comes in waves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also in a cycle too. So like the grief process never ends is what I've, I've found throughout the past five years. Um, but the, the new perspective is that there's always new beginnings, even though it doesn't end. So the ocean to me, it's like I have the first initial stages of grief as sinking or like the stages of denial, um, loneliness. And then um, like the next song is called the bottom. It's like you're at the bottom of the ocean looking up at like life going by you but without you and then ending with floating which is um almost your coming of age story in a way um for me it was making my brother proud um and then ending with the shore which is five years later and um where the grief journey kind of leaves off gotcha okay and that and that makes sense because you you started five years ago so you have five tracks and there's five stages of grief <laughs> so I never even thought of that. Wow, look at that. <laughs> look at you. Good job. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And how was it to work with your father on this project? Because you recorded this in his studio, The Vault. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been great. I think it's been a cathartic experience for all of us. Um, it, it's been nice to have him, and he's sitting right beside me as I'm <laughs> saying this, so I have to watch what I say. Um, <laughs> but it, it's been great for me to focus on like the compositional aspect and like my vision of like okay this has to be this way and I don't have to worry about like how that's going to get done more so that's his job right. so he'll handle all of the okay we'll record it this way we'll we'll get musicians somehow we'll have to like refinance the house somehow but like we'll, we'll pay for it somehow right um and my purpose has been like okay this is the vision this is my journey of grief um, and how do we we spread that to the maximum extent possible? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're more like, okay, I here's how I want it to sound like, and your dad's like, okay, we need these microphones, and we need to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's how it went. Great collaboration. Um, <laughs> that sounds like fun. And you decided to also create a documentary around the creation of this music. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so... That process has been mind-blowing for me. Uh, we used Flying Scooter Productions, who has been incredible. They've been great. Um, and we've also partnered with the Highmark Caring Place, mm -hmm. which is a, a grief center for um, kids, but also parents and guardians dealing with grief. So um, we're looking at almost like a 40-minute documentary. Wow. Um, and it, it's been – I just watched it for the first time yesterday. It was – emotional but it also spreads the message um and it shows that like even though there is music and that speaks for itself but also the music has a story mm. and it, that's just showing the the story in its most raw form and does the documentary take the audience through the process of how you wrote this um, album and how, how you process the grief and, and stuff like that? Yeah, originally the idea for the documentary was to explain what the music was mm -hmm. and how it came to be but then it turned into that but also the child grief awareness story mm -hmm. um, so partnering with the Highmark Caring Place and having interviews about that, it, it's it's been great to shift the purpose a little bit more to like this is very common amongst kids um and oftentimes this conversation isn't brought up right. it, it, we don't know how to deal with it when kids deal with it but um 
we can't just ignore that. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what the, the documentary is undertaking. That's great. And when will the documentary air? When will the documentary <laughs> air? Um, we're, we're thinking around November. Okay. Um, but also we're talking about film festivals and oh, like yeah, um, yeah. just... I, I know whenever it will air, it will air in a sense of like we're, we're, we might postpone it just due to the fact that we need it to have the most exposure possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with, with pushing that off a little bit as, as long as it's getting the maximum potential out of it. Good, good. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's known for its film festival, so you'll have very many opportunities. There we go. Yep. <laughs> well, that'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to when it's going to air. And um, you talked about how it was about, like, uh, children processing grief and trying to help kids with that. So will it, is there an aspect of it where it goes to schools, where it t- becomes a conversation in schools? Yeah, I'm hoping with the Highmark Caring Place, we're having conversations about that now. Um, they have a whole educational plan that they go within the schools, and they, they talk about grief and how to deal with it. So I'm hoping that we can partner with them in that aspect. Yeah, that would be a great aspect to work with that. And, I, um, and especially after the pandemic, I'm sure that the process of grief for children is even more acute now than probably before. Um, not just losing parents or, or friends or kids, but also losing part of themselves. I mean, the pandemic really kind of wrecked our social um, aspects and our social inhibitions. So that's a really great project that's going to come hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that'll be exciting. And uh, so... I listened to this album, and I absolutely loved it, oh, I have to say. You. It was beautiful. I Usually when I put on an album, I'll like do something else, like cook or something. I could not. I had to like sit and just listen because it was like, wow. Um, Thanks. It's, it's stunning, and I'm going to play some of it for this podcast, but it's stunning, and I think everybody should hear this.
And I gotta ask, because I feel like this might be true. Is this your first time composing? Uh, <laughs> yes. So, oh my God. Um, that was terrifying because I had to I had to compose this project, but also like conduct it yeah. in front of the the symphony members. Um, so yeah, I was quite terrified, but I, I think it worked out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And was how was it to work with uh, PSO musicians, uh, like very well known, very good musicians? Yeah, yeah to say the least. Um, it it was great. Like, I think at the at the end of the day, they're they're human, mm-hmm. and they they very much understood the story. Mm-hmm. Um, not only did they understand my story, but like they they have stories of their own that they could relate to. Mm-hmm. So that's really what like tied everything together, I think, and calmed my nerves a little bit. <laughs> okay. um, just like having conversations with them, they're, they're such incredible people, and that that helped me. Um, guide them through like what my vision was yeah. for this project yeah yeah and that's 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 so fun um i always think it's so interesting when um members who are really really good at what they do of orchestras are kind of put on this pedestal because they're like they're amazing they're really good at what they do they've been doing this for years and then you're like oh but they're just human you know mm-hmm. they they teach classes they are they're, they are approachable um so that's really great that you had that experience and that you were able to to share stories as well yeah, with people. That's for sure. great. And how is it working with uh, the 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 soloist, the singer? I oh, Chris Jameson. Chris Jameson, yeah. Oh, Chris Jameson is is incredible. I've been a fan of his because yeah. um, he's a local artist from Pittsburgh, uh, but I always wanted him to like release so much music all the time, constantly. So I was like, oh, well, why not just invite him on to this project and then release more music, you know? So it, w- it was almost an opportunity for me to just listen to him more. <laughs> um, but his voice is just like butter on this project. Oh, so it, it, it was with the, with the strings and it was just like, whoa. Yeah, it, it was a perfect fit. So. Oh, that's so fun. That's great. And uh, so what do you want people to take away from your story, from the album, from the documentary? I want people to know like how common the grief journey is um with kids more specifically um but also for kids to know that like the grief journey while it might not end there are new beginnings Mm. and there there is hope and love within that grief journey that's beautiful that's really great um and you are a student at slippery rock right now a junior sophomore Senior now. Oh, senior now. Yeah. Okay. Oh so, what's going to happen when you graduate? Um, I'm hoping to be a, a band director or a music educator Ooh. generally in the in the Pittsburgh area. Oh, that's that, going to be so great. That's the plan. And we we have a, a family business of the Vault Recording Studio, so I'm hoping to continue working down there as well. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so fun. Band directors are always the best. Um, I think they always have a unique uh, position to work with kids and music, um, and bring them together. So. Yeah, music education is super powerful, so we we need support in that area. And we need more teachers, so good for you. We do, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, that'll be exciting. And and is there more music for you in the future? Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there is. It's just moving on to the next thing and figuring out what that is. Mm. Well, that'll be exciting. I can't wait. If you do make more, I'll look out for it. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming and talking with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
That was my conversation with senior at Slippery Rock University, Brett McCutcheon, whose newest album, The Ocean Five Years, is out now and includes June Bracken, Chris Jamison, and members of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. That was it for this Voice of the Arts podcast. To listen to more of our podcasts, go to wqedfm.org or wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Emily Bruner. Until next time. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art.